Good morning, Reedy Branch. It's indeed an honor to stand before you this morning. Uh, first of all, I'd like to just say thank you to Reedy Branch as a whole for the participation that uh, everyone is sharing and the readings and the, and the singings and the teachings uh, and the preachings and the, the efforts of trying and to get the gospel out to our members and to all others uh, during this time. Uh, it's indeed an honor to be a part of such a, a wonderful church and a wonderful congregation. In saying that, um, if you would like to volunteer to maybe read one of the stories to the children or the kids or, or whatever you would like to do to present to the congregation, please contact Brother Don, Brother Marcus, or the preacher and possibly set up a time to uh, so you could do that. Um, also, uh, the services is normally recorded between 10 and 12 on Saturday. So contact them if there's something you would like to do. And we could use some more volunteers to read some of the stories. Um, I really, I, this is the first time I've really spoke uh, like this without a congregation in front of me. So y'all pray for us as we go through this message. And the message today, uh, we'll be reading from Philippians 4, 11 through 13, and Philippians 3, 11 through 14. And if I was to do a, a focal points for the day's message, would be be content and press on and be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Let us read the scripture. Not that I speak in respect of what of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Philippians 3, 11 through 14. If by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after it, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended to Christ Jesus. Brother, I count, myself, count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the, for, for the, mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Most gracious and kind Father, Lord, I just pray that you just help me through this message, Father God. Speak through my lips of clay, Father. Help help to get the message that you want to hear. You want be, to be shared today, Father. I pray for our church. I pray for this, uh, this virus that's going around, Father. I just pray that you just abate it from our society, Father God. Cure our land, Father. Help us as we go through day by day, Lord. Bless our church. Bless those that, that are sick. Bless those that are suffering, Father God. I pray that the, your word continue to be going out through all the world. In Jesus' name, amen. I listened to Brother Shamrock several years ago, 
And I, I enjoyed his message. He spoke on the 91st Psalms, which uh, what lesson that uh, got me hooked on, Brother Shambach. And I've listened to several messages of his over the years. And I heard him preach his message about uh, being a thermostat and not a thermometer. And it kind of stuck with me. And God kind of laid that aspect on my mind uh, this week. Now, Paul, if you knew Paul, you knew his background. You knew he came from a wealthy family. You could tell that by the position that he was in. And he, he, he studied at the feet of Gamaliel, which also tells you that he was well-to-do. It would be like today's uh, kids going to Harvard or Yale or, or, or Carolina uh, and then a Tar Heel. Um, so Paul was well-to-do. He also was very dedicated to what he did uh, for the church at that particular time. If you remember, he was there at the, the, the stoning of Stephen. He actually held the coats while they threw the rocks. And then after that, he went and asked for a letter to go and find more Christians and stone them. But on his way on the Damascus Road, as you remember, he literally saw the light. He literally saw the light, and he was converted. And then he was just as sold out for Christ as he was against Christ. Now, he'd been through several different things. He was locked up. He was shipwrecked. So Paul knew what it was like to have and not to have. In verse 11, he says, If by any means... Excuse me, wrong verse. Verse 11 says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith be content. So Paul said, it doesn't mean I'm not talking to you because I'm in need or in want. He said, I was basically thanking them for what they had given him and contributed to his ministry when they got the opportunity to do it, the Philippians. Now he said, I'm not speaking to you. From want, he says, but I want you to know that I have learned through my experiences, through his experiences, he has learned whatever state he's in to be content. He says, no, and, and, and just thank God for what he is in the good times. Thank God for what he is in the bad times. Paul says, I've learned to be content. Although I appreciate your gift, I have learned to be content. He says, and going with this, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. He says, I know what it's like to do without and I know what it's like to have plenty. Have you, do you know what it's like to do without? Do you know what it's like to have plenty? And in both of those situations, what Paul was saying is, I am content either way. He said, I am content whether I'm eating steak or I'm content whether I'm eating hot dogs. He says, I am content when I'm hungry. I am content when I'm full. I trust God in both situations. He says, I, he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Through Christ in those situations is what Paul can, is why Paul can be content. He trusts Christ. He had a Christ, he had a, he had an experience through Christ that converted him and he experienced the gospel and he was converted to Christianity and he is content in what he did. What was your conversion experience? Did yours, does your conversion experience make you content? There's no more, uh, there's nothing else that'll, 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 uh, uh, get us to heaven other than Christ Jesus. Our works will not do it. 
We got to be content in our situation. We got to praise God in our situation. We're going through a time right now doing this epidemic going around or pandemic going around where we have to wear masks. We have to walk around and take care of ourselves. And we got this. Everything's just turned upside down and shook. But we got to be content and continue to praise God in our situation. We may be sitting at home and listening to the mute, I mean, listening to the gospel on TV, but the gospel is still going out. Let's be content. Let's be happy in what we got. And let's make ways to make it better if we can. Now being content don't mean to be satisfied in your current situation. It means to be content and praise God in it. But we should keep on going to try to make it better. Sometimes we sit around and we get, so we get at ease in Zion. We get saved and, and we got the, the words comes and, and all of a sudden we says, I've done enough. So we sat on the seat of do nothing. That ain't the content I'm talking about. The content I'm talking about is praise God in any situation. And when we get at ease in Zion and we don't do the works that we need to do, then that's not right. We need to be, we need to get off our pews. And get involved any way we can. Now we prayed. We prayed several months ago. We prayed before this pandemic. And we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. Lord we need the word to get out to Robinson County. Lord we need the word to get out in these neighborhoods. Lord we need help. Our county's going down, down, down. What did God allow happen? The pandemic come and now the message is going out in all communities through loudspeakers, through Facebook, through the YouTube, through all kind of ways. I have people that tells me they sit on the porch on Sunday and can hear the gospel that never went to church. We need to be content, but not at ease. God will use us in any situation that we allow him to use us. See, what happens is we don't allow God to use us sometimes. Paul, regardless of where he was at, what situation he was in, he allowed God to use him. Don't be, yeah, I mean, be content. Be happy. Be, uh, uh, praise God in it. But still work. Still work. I can do all things. Through Christ which strengthens me. I can go into the plants on Sunday. And not be on Monday, Sunday, Tuesday. And not be a thermostat. I can go in there and not adjust to the room. I can be a, I can be a thermostat and adjust the room to my beliefs. And not me be the thermometer and adjust to their beliefs. We need to, we need to be those thermostats. When we walk into a, when a, a room and, 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 and there's things going on, they need to understand and respect you by your testimony. When we carry ourselves in a way that we are content in our situation and others see that they want to have some of what we got. But when something happens in our life, and we walk around like, like brother Toby used to say, being a mule faced Christian. When we walk around like that, they don't want nothing like that. We need to be happy and, and still praise God in our situation. And the only way we can do that is through Christ, which strengthens us. Know that. 
He has the plan. I used to say God has a plan. No, God don't have a plan. He has the plan. And if we go by the plan and we accept the plan, then we can do what he wants us to do and move forward. God is God wherever we're at and whatever we do. And whatever situation we're in, we need to thank God. If I'm sitting down to eat a, eat a can of Viennese, I need to sit down and, and thank God for that can of Viennese. Just as much as I would if I'm sitting down over here to a porterhouse steak. I need to thank God for it. And be content. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul says, if, any, if, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead... Not as though I had already attained. See, sometimes when we, when we get saved and we get in the situation, we act like we have arrived. We act like we're already there. But let me tell you something. We haven't arrived yet. We are still climbing. We are still fighting the battle day in, day out, night in, night out. We're still fighting the battle. We're still living in this world. And as long as we're here and as long as we have breath in our body, we should be serving God and working for him until we attained. How many people do you know that ran a race or was in a game that stopped almost at the finish line, won anything. How many won anything by stopping on the second turn and didn't go to the fourth turn? Paul says, I, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which were beyond me. See, Paul forgot all those things. He, he let it go. Sometimes we have to let things go and move on. Sometimes we allow situations or, or incidents to keep us from being content in what God has allowed us to have. I can sit around the house and be mad about this over there or that over yonder. And, and I'm not happy. I'm not content. But if I let it go, if I turn the page on it, if I move forward, then I can be happy. Then I can enjoy life. Because when somebody does me wrong and I hold that grudge or I hold that in myself, it ain't hurting them at all. It's just hurting me. If it keeps me from doing what God wants me to do, then what am I doing? I'm hurting Gerald. He says, I have not apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Paul says, I'm not stopping because they locked me up. I'm not stopping because of this or that. He says, I'm not stopping here. I'm not stopping because the boat wrecked. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on pressing towards the mark of the high calling. I turned a page on that which was behind me. Those things that happened to me. Those things that affected my life. Those things that tried to stop me. He says, I turned a page on it. I'm going forth. I'm pressing on. He says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what Paul is basically saying, be content in where you at. Be content in what you have. Be content, but don't be complacent. Don't let these things that happen to you, don't let these things that uh, we, we uh, run into in life 
keep us from moving forward. And don't, by all means, don't get at ease in Zion and just sit on the seat and do nothing. Keep pressing towards the mark of the hawk, I call it. What is our job? Our job is not to save people, but our job is to lead them to the saving grace of Christ Jesus. And when we give up, when we sit down, then that's, that's not what God wants. So we need to press. We need to continue to press. We need to be content. We need to, we need to not be at ease in Zion. We need to, when, when we go to heaven, when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I don't know about you, but I want to carry a busload with me. You know, I want all my brothers to be there. I want all my sisters to be there. I want all my cousins to be there. I want all my friends to be there. I want everybody that I run into contact there to be there with me. But if I don't present the gospel as I'm content and happy in it, then where, why, why would they want to be part of it? You see, so we need to be content. Life experiences can be hard. The things we, we experience in life can be very, very hard. It can hold us back. It can keep us from wanting to go forward. I have been there. I know. I have been to the situation that I sat on the couch and said, what's the use? What's the use? And that devil loved that. He just contributed to it. Yeah, you're right, Gerald. There ain't no use in keep going. There ain't no use. You might as well give up. You know, this virus is where it is. We're having a hard time teaching our kids now. We can't even get together and, and read the gospel story with the, with the class now. We can't teach them in school. We can, and they fighting over the elections. This world has just gone to pots. Why don't you just give up and just sit there until it passes by? That ain't what God wants. The devil loves that. We should take that as an energy, as a motivation to say, I'm going to tighten up my belt. I'm going to put on my big boy shoes and I'm going to go forward. I'm going to try to make this better. I'm going to still proclaim the gospel. I'm going to still recognize God as God in whatever situation I'm in. Let's don't be let's don't be complacent, but be content. Let's don't let these situations keep us from going forward. And 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 let us be the example that God would have us to be. We have a job to do. My job is Gerald's job. It's not your job. Gerald's got to do his job, and you have to do your job. Now, God don't need Gerald, but God wants Gerald because he loves me. And I am a willing vessel, and I need to be a willing vessel and do what God wants me to do. Be content. Be content. If you're not content, why are you not? If you lost and you don't know God, Lord, is Jesus Christ is your Savior, then I know you can't be content because one day you're going to have to face it. You're going to either be in heaven or hell, and it's by your choice. 
well, God loves me. He ain't going to send me. No, no, he ain't going to send you. You're going to send yourself by your actions. God is good. God is, God is great. We, we say those blessings. I teach my child, my grandchild and my children ever since they was born about the Lord. And I don't know what songs is, has, is played, but you'll notice my grandson in the choir loft this time and, and you know, giving me kind of a, a tough time. But I would rather him be here in this church giving me a tough time than be at home watching something that's not gospel related. See, we need to train up our children in the way that they should go. And when they get old, they will depart not from it. He will remember these type of things. He will remember this stuff. And we need to train them. If you don't know the Lord is your Savior, now's a good time. We have a, you can contact us on Messenger. You can contact us through Facebook. You can contact us through the telephone. Uh, any way, shape, or form, we'll be glad to pray with you. We'll be glad to, to uh, lead you to the saving grace. Uh, I remember one time when I was young, um, I, I went up and shook the preacher's hand. And I went home and said, the preacher saved me. But no, that ain't the way it works. The preacher can't save you. The preacher can lead you to the saving grace. So it's simple. Some people think she's got to have a, a bolt of lightning to strike you to be saved. But that ain't the way it is. It's simple. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy heart, by thy mouth and believe in thy heart that, that God has raised him for that he was his son and God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And confess it to somebody. Won't you come? While, they, while we go into this song of invitation, why don't you call? Talk to somebody that you know that can help you, uh, lead you to Christ before it's eternally too late. Uh, this world needs you more to be saved and set the proper example and be content in what we do in life. Thank you.